Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Blast from the Ass. Ass? <laughs> you got diarrhea, mate. I think so. Blast from the Arsenal, of course, not Blast from the Ass. Although, I don't know, some of this international shit football is making me want to shit myself. It's, uh, it's really bad. Anyway, welcome to Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast of all things that celebrate the red half of North London. Uh, well, well done a second. And correct myself there. There is no red half. The whole of London is red. London is red. We know that. My bad. My bad. Uh, if this is your first time listening to our show, then thank you for tuning in. And of course, if you're a regular, then we thank you too. Uh, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And you know what? I'm going to take a minute. I'll say a minute. I'm going to take two seconds for you to find that subscribe button and hit it right now. Do it. Go on, search. Search. You found it. I see it. Hit subscribe and then you get, you know, a little notification every time we've taken the time to chat a bit of shit about Arsenal. Or not, who knows. Uh, of course, I'm Angelo, your host today, and with me, as ever, to provide the detail and top-level analysis of the men in red and white is... Diddley. As ever. Thank you, my friend. Hello, How everybody. are you? All good? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Sweet. Well. I sound very well. I'm very well because we're... You know, heading towards uh, the end of the international break and, uh, you know, into that big Man City game. So, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I can't wait for that. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, a bit serious. Okay, this is your level of excitement. Yeah, it? that's it. Yeah, that's the bar. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, before we forget, make sure, there's lots of instructions tonight, <laughs> make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram using the handle Diddly, where can they find us? At Blast Arsenal Pod. Always the same. Always the same. And don't forget, you can also find us on YouTube. YouTube. YouTube, where you'll find all of our latest episodes and some other random videos about... Yeah, we'll probably do uh, a new video of something a little bit different other than an episode, <laughs> but <laughs> we do have very busy lives. We so do, we do. We'll, we'll, we'll come we'll up with something a, interesting at some point. There will be content incoming. Yeah, there will. Oh, that sounds like a promise, did Lou. Uh, is it? Maybe. <laughs> In fact, we were talking before about maybe a little, you know, a little soiree into the into the world of live video streaming. Yeah, so we've had a few sort of questions. Yeah, a few inquiries. Inquiries. Are you guys going to do a live YouTube one? Is that what they say? It was either that or set up an OnlyFans. <laughs> it was one of yeah. them. Something live. I mean, I, could, I can do that. Hey, I'll do something for money. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so we, we may well do that. We may well do that. Watch this space. Well, you know, maybe a little birthday celebration or milestone celebration when we've hit... X number of yeah, pods. Yeah, we will. Or, in the, yeah, we definitely will. Yeah. So, uh, look out for that. But look, who gives a shit? For now, just subscribe to YouTube and the podcast and everything else that we're talking about and, you know, enjoy the content. So, that's all the formal bit taken out of the way. That's <laughs> all the instructions. <laughs> that's what you call formal, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're with friends, and our listeners are right. friends, friends and family, you know. You, the formalities. You, formalities, yeah. Yeah, you know, you just just do it, all right? right. Uh, anyway. There's loads to talk through, even though we've got an international break. We've got, you know, a topic as, as long as Peter Crouch's arm. Um, but before we do that, Diddley, you, yeah. you may remember this, uh, this weekend we have had a social media competition. Uh, and to enter, you simply had to follow us on Twitter and retweet our post or follow us on Instagram and like our post. You're right, yeah. Um, so Diddley, do you want to choose a winner at random? And announce who has won the gift card that contains no less 
than 1600 FIFA 21 points on either PlayStation or Xbox. What? Oh my god, the generosity is through the roof. Crazy. Right, choose someone so, at random. Give us a little drum I'm roll. What you got? To pick someone at Picture. random. <laughs> Um, I've downloaded a sounds app, so here comes a, well, apparently there's no drum roll on it, so. I'm good. <laughs> make do with a cuckoo clock, I'm afraid. Uh, right, let me go. Go on. Here we go. At random. <laughs> Brett Hutchinson. Hutchison. At Itch Nuts Bother. You are the winner. <laughs> Itchy Nuts do bother, mate. You're right. Good advice, and you've won. Uh, some FIFA points so uh, well done to you well done to you yeah we will get in touch uh, DM your details to us and we'll send that out in the post um, and I'm sure we'll do another competition again very soon because we always say our listeners you know we're nothing without our listeners are we that's right didn't no we're not yeah there you go but slightly delayed but uh, we're in the same room so I'm not sure maybe it's the social distancing that we're doing that's created that uh, yeah. yeah you know that, that short delay so well done Brett Oh, that's clapping. Yeah. That's an applause. I've got that one. I wonder what it was. Goes on a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's going on until we reach fourth, I think. Um, so, yeah, good stuff on that. Right, let's get straight down to business. Um, transfer window is officially closed for the Premier League, which obviously we touched on last episode. And uh, what we've only got a few more days left until the 16th, uh, which is when we can stop officially trying to trade with uh, EFL clubs. Uh, but we were going to talk about the fact that we managed to get Thomas Party signing over the line at the 11th hour, and for all the stick they've taken, apparently it's because of the Cronkies. Rightly so. Oh, rightly so, yeah. Really. Hashtag Cronkies out. Yeah. Or are we seeing a, uh, a change in the tides? Because uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it on Arsenal.com this week. Edu had an interview... Um, you know, talking about the transfer window, the amount of effort that goes into dealing with, you know, the, the moving parts that make a transfer happen. Uh, and he sort of shed some light on the fact that he needed the money from the Cronky, so he called them and they gave him the green light. They were very excited with his project and there you go. Bosh, 45 mil, thanks very much. Is that a change in the tide, do you think? Tricky one. Possibly, yes. Or... But, you know, knowing what these guys are like, this could just be a loan, couldn't it? <laughs> this yeah. could be, you know, like, um, you know, we'll partly fund a transfer for you. If you really need this player in, we'll do it. But the next time you sell a player, you know, we'll have that money back. You yeah. Know, they could well do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have taken money out of the club before. Yeah, don't they take uh, a dividend as like um, an advisory consultancy fee, fee or something like that? Consultancy fee, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, uh, which was around three million, I think. Yeah, a year. yeah, it's still a lot of money. Yeah, but, you know, there you go. It's a bit like I guess what you're saying is a bit like your mum and dad buying your first car for you at a thousand pounds. Pay me back, but, son. Yeah, but you can have it, but you're gonna, you know, it's gonna cost you fifteen hundred. Yeah, and I'm gonna teach you a lesson. I wonder if it could be like that, or obviously we've been talking recently about the fact that the Cronkies have spent big on the Rams, which is their NFL franchise. Mm. Uh, they bought a new stadium for them. Have they almost come to the end of that project cycle, and now they're gonna, you know, start to shine a bit more light on on Arsenal? 
Possibly. Uh, you know, the, the, the best way for them to make money really is to spend money. Because if they invest in the team and we get into the Champions League... Oh yeah, definitely. They, they must know that so, and see that, surely. Um, that's where we need to be and where, for them, where, where they need us to be, really. Mm, mm. So you would think, like, I'm not... They're never going to... I don't think they're ever going to spend 100 million here, 100 million there. You know, they're not that those sorts of owners for us anyway. No. I don't think. They're but, shrewd businessmen at the yeah, end of the day. But I do think that Pe- we, we might see <laughs> we might see this a bit more often, you know. Um Arteta's come out and, you know, he's sort of said, you know, these guys they do back me and they believe in what we're doing, so hopefully once we've sort of got rid of these High earners? Yeah. Is that where you're going? I mean, you look like you don't want to use such a polite phrase. (laughs) Yeah, I had to... Parasites? (laughs) They can't be called parasites. I mean, the club agreed to give them these contracts rightly or wrongly. I guess the thing I'm excited about with this is, I guess, the structure of the club has changed. It's gone back to almost what it was before, where it was Wenger and David Dean. um, And they had this direct link into the Mm. owners... Uh, and then we changed from that and we had uh, even Gazidis and he he completely changed the structure of the club, didn't he? To being almost taking that power away eventually from Wenger. Uh, and it feels like now we've gone full circle again, got rid of all of these heads of departments and gone back to having, you know, Edu, Edu and, and Arteta, and Arteta which is a modern day version of the Wenger-Dean sort of tie-in really. Yeah. So... I'm pleased with that, and and if that means that they've got a really close relationship with the owners, and there's no dilution of of message, if you like, from yeah. top to bottom, I'm all for it. So yeah, yeah I, I'm hoping it's a it's a change in direction that we're going to start getting the money that we need. You could argue this is what they should have been doing all along, but yeah, maybe, maybe they didn't fully back Emery when they brought him in. He was he always seemed like a bit of a stopgap. Uh, just someone to steady the ship, really. I know they bought Pepe for him and spent a lot of money on him, but you know that was out of Arsenal's money, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And out of our pot. Out of our pot, not yeah. theirs. So we'll see. This is the first, so you know we'll just have to wait and see, really. Yeah, and also whether the longer, sorry, mid-term, I suppose the longer-term. Um, situation with the high earning contracts coming to an end which we touched on before so Mesut Ozil's obviously going to leave in the summer um, uh, who else have we got that's going out of, out of uh, contract is it the likes of Mustafi and Socrates etc etc I can't remember but there's, there's a number of high earners that yeah. are going to save us on like 650 grand a week in, in earnings I still think Ozil will stay <laughs> <laughs> what, even, his contract even, yeah, even when his contract runs out he'll be hanging around well, possibly he's um Rumour has it, Arsenal were offered a £5 million pound yeah, I saw this. transfer fee to take mm. Mesut Ozil to Saudi Arabia, where he'd earn multi-millions in wages, and he still said no. Why do you think that is? That's, I, I, honestly, I don't know. Because I've Maybe got, the level of football is yeah, still not high enough for that sort of move. What's your theory? My theory is one, that. Yeah. 
So Saudi Arabian football is probably not on a level that Mesut Ozil is. And quite rightly so. You see a lot of these players that come to the end of their career. Uh, they go to the likes of MLS in China in more recent years to earn the big bucks. Maybe he's thinking, you know, I can still play at a pretty decent level. So why would I want to go to Saudi Arabia? Would that distort the image of him? And people would then think, oh, so he is only about the money. Possibly. Yeah. The second part of it, I think, is in six months, nine months, whatever it is, he's going to be a free agent. And we said this last week, I think. As a free agent, the ball is so far in your court to yeah. call the shots, isn't it? And he's probably thinking, well, longer term, this will be my last big contract and I can really find a club to get get what I want. Mm. So, uh, I don't know, we'll have to see. I think the Ozil fanboys have been out in full force this week on, on social media after... Gunasaurus situation. Um, yeah. You have to remember that, you know, we support Arsenal Football Club. Mm. Yeah, we don't support Meza Ozil. Mm. Obviously, we support the players when they're playing, but there's no one player bigger than the club. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but talking of Meza Ozil, yeah. <laughs> let's talk the Europa League sure. because, uh, again, the end of the last episode, we briefly touched on the fact that we have been drawn in the same group as Mould of Norway, Rapid Wien of Austria, and Dundalk of Ireland. Um, and uh, <laughs> Do you want to tell them why I've just been thrown off? Sorry. <laughs> Angelo's laughing because I said, Can I have another beer, please? Can I have a beer? We do more than just podcasts here. Um, here you go, mate. Help yourself to Spain's finest. It's not Santi Cazorla, it's an Estrella. Oh, speaking of just touching on Santi Cazorla, congratulations to him. Yes. They won that... that um, the championship, championship in... in um, here we go, Dubai. Qatar, is Qatar. it? Is that where he's playing? I can't remember. We posted about it this week as well. Terrible. Sorry, mate. You, you completely threw me off track with your... Yeah, with sorry. Your, <laughs> That's all right. Always got time for a beer. We've always got time for a beer. Um, what were we saying? Oh, yes, of course. Europa League. Been drawn against those teams. Uh, and we had to submit our final Europa League squad. And this week we did, which did not include Mazat Ozil, Socrates, or William Saliba. Correct. Saliba, I can understand, because there were rumours we were going to loan him out. But we'll come on to that in a moment. I can't quite understand that one. What, the Saliba one? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's gone full circle, really, hasn't it? Because if we were going to loan him out, fine. He's going to get game time elsewhere. It now looks like he's not going out on loan. But mm. he's also not going to play in the Europa League, which is the competition well, you probably want to play in. Yeah, maybe they've got that information wrong. Um, and he is going to go out on loan. I don't know. I just It seems like a competition, with all due respect to some of those teams, that he could play quite comfortably in yeah build up his confidence yeah uh, it just he must I don't know is he really is he that far off the levels that we thought he was because we spent a lot of money on him and, and he was bossing it in France yeah he sent that to him weren't he so it's not like he's come from with respect a proper farmers league is he you know hmm. so uh, I don't know I'm, I'm with you that's a bit of a a bit of a strange run, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and Socrates, I kind of get Socrates because he looked like he was on his way out in terms of transfers anyway. What I can't understand with Socrates is if he's not going to play any of the games and we were willing to let him go on a free anyway, why did we not just let him go somewhere, anywhere, on a free? 
because it was it was it was going to go to Napoli on a free, wasn't it? And Matt was still paying a hundred grand or whatever it is a week in wages, yeah. and he's not even going to play. It just seems a bit odd, really. But well, he still might leave. He might find a way out of the door. Yeah. Um, I've sort of seen rumours of they're cancelling, trying to cancel his contract. Maybe it comes to some sort of agreement. Yeah. Um, just to let him go, really. Yeah. How do you feel about that in terms of we have got a large number of centre backs, defenders, and is he one that you would sort of prefer to see leave over, let's say, Chambers, Mustafi, Holding as well? Um, Although Holding's played every game in the Premier League. And he's done pretty well, in fairness. He has, yeah. Um, I think the thing with. Socrates is let me let me take it back a step. I think with Per Mertesacker as an example, yeah. who was never the quickest, but his position of play is what made him a great defender. And I think that's probably what you get to some degree with Socrates. His pace he doesn't have any, so that's never gonna get him out of trouble. So he relies on proper old school defending. I just think maybe he's at an age and his um ability to turn quickly. You know, he's got he's got the, the turning circle of a Arctic tank or something, hasn't he? He's really quite cumbersome and, and sorry, cumbersome and slow. I, I just wonder whether somebody like a, uh, a Chambers, even under Arteta's sort of guidance, is easier to mould into the sort of player that we need to play the system we want to play, etc., yeah. etc. Et and actually, speaking of Chambers, he's pretty good on the ball. I've always yeah, thought. that that's for me. That's the factor there that. Chambers and Mustafi, within reason, you know, he's mm. quite good at passing. Mm. He's not too bad on the ball. Yeah. It's off the ball that he's absolute pony. <laughs> yeah. So, But Socrates is probably... Um, the better defender. The better defender, yes. But I, I don't think a defender just defends anymore. No, and that's kind of the problem. Not in this system. And anyway. especially in an Arteta system, he likes to play long from the back, doesn't he, to try and find the wingers. And I think you're right. I think uh, Mustafi, actually pretty good at long ball. And um, and Chambers, pretty good at the long ball, actually. And if anything, I think the thing that holding is poor at is his distribution, personally speaking. I yeah. think he's good at being... He's the, probably the weakest yeah. out of that lot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you know what? We did have a question or two on Saliba. Uh, one was from at Darren underscore Dupree. Hello, my friend. He says, anything new on Saliba loan out? Well, uh, kind of just discussed that. It looked like he was being linked with a couple of championship clubs, but now it looks like he's probably going to stay. Um, I think his heart was probably set on going on to, to, to St. Etienne, wasn't it? But that's obviously not happened. And... Mm. You know, I don't know. I think we'd probably want to send him to a decent level championship club than someone that's at the, the you know, the bottom tier of, of that league. Um, and he also asked about KT, but we'll come on to that one in a second. And always the way, you can never find the questions <laughs> that people have sent in when you want them. Um, there was another question about, about Saliba, which I guess was just saying it seems a bit crazy that we've not included him in the Europa League squads yet. He's not going out on loan either. So that kind of covers that one. I don't want to, as we always say, we don't want to go hammer and tong on um, the Ozil situation, but do you think he's likely to play 
another game, another minute of football under Arteta at Arsenal before his contract's up? No, I don't. I just can't see it. To be left out of that squad, to not get a minute or be even involved in the Carabao Cup, mm. just says kind it all, really. Volumes, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think you, the, br- oh. the bridges are burnt there. It's a... In the words of Justin Timberlake, the damage is done. Yeah, the so damage is done. done. <laughs> we're on board of talking about it, and the sooner it's resolved, the better. Really, it's it's like break, you know, breaking up with your girlfriend. So those are your ex, but won't he won't move out of the house? <laughs> so so you have to live with your ex. Yeah, and uh, try and be amicable. Yeah, but you're fighting over which shelf you get in the fridge and all that nonsense and like you're still seeing her in the hallway when you're going for a shower in the morning yeah that's I it I think the problem with this girlfriend is you're not going to be that bothered when you see her playing for another team no you know? you're not there's not no, going to be that oh no. he used to do that for me well there might be if he turns it on but well true okay so my other question to you then is he may not play another minute of football to Arsenal for Arsenal this season, but do you still think he could? Does he still have the footballing ability and desire to do well for Arsenal? Do you, do you know what I mean by that? Has he got the if ability he was to, to play? Play, could he? Yeah, at, it, it, at the level yeah, required. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean work ethic because that's clearly the issue that is holding yeah. him back here. I'm talking raw ability to still make those defence splitting passes, essentially. Yeah, I have to say, yeah, the guy is class and class is permanent. That's the rumour. Yeah. That is the rumour, yeah. I guess we'll uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what comes. I'd quite like to see him play again for Arsenal, even if it's in the flipping Europa League, which clearly he's not going to, or you know, the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, whatever. I still think he's got something to offer. I still think he's, you know, in a team or in a squad that lacks attacking midfield creativity. I still think he offers something. Yeah, but is he not in the squad for those reasons, though? Or is he not in for other reasons? Like, is it a little bit more political, so to speak? Has he... I done, mean, whatever he's done doing, something said something, not done something. Yeah, yeah, quite rather possibly. than his talent, you know, because he's clearly a better player than Joe Willock. Yes, or Emil Smith Rowe, or whoever in that position at yeah. the moment. He certainly is. Interestingly, you remember when Mourinho was manager of Man United. There was a bit of a freeze out for Pogba, wasn't there? Mm. And on the training ground, there was a quite public video of Pogba mm-hmm. walking past Mourinho he obviously said something there's a bit of a you know tete-a-tete yeah on, on the training field whereas, whereas this week actually it was well, end of last week I don't know if you saw it but Ozil went onto the training pitch very similar fashion and him and Arteta had a fist bump so I wonder whether it goes above Arteta yeah. and there's instruction to I don't want you playing him Interestingly, he's just got an £8 million bonus, isn't he? A loyalty bonus, Ozil. So it can't be, don't play him anymore because he's going to get more money. He's already got it by the sounds of it. Maybe he was waiting for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if that's in his contract and he knew that money was going to get it, yeah. why would you leave? I've got £8 million. Wait, I'll, once I've got that, 
then I'll sign the on the dotted line to to agree to rip up my contract and go elsewhere. Possibly, yeah. Who possibly. knows? This this one just keeps dragging on, doesn't it? It does, and I think it's got to the point where he's so active on social media with everything at the moment, either him or his team. You know, if he's not playing football, he may as well put put himself to good use somehow. Um, I saw today somebody as a, a Mesut Ozil fan account created a a compilation video of all of his sort of mm. tricks and passes and stuff. I don't know if you saw it. I haven't. And um, uh, so this is just a nobody kind of fan account, you know, not not a celebrity, nobody that's endorsing him. Right. And he uh, this was made back in March. He posted today linking that account saying. Ah, oh, good times back back earlier in the season this year or something like that. Almost like, see, this is what I can do. He's almost trying to publicly get people back on side with him. It's it's just a real strange one. And like I say, he's either a genius on the pitch and off the pitch, or he's got a very smart PR team telling him what to do. Well, yeah, he has. He's got a lot of. He's got a big following. Um, whether that's down to him. Or the fact that he played for Real Madrid, which could be a factor. Yeah. Because I was alerted to the fact that Gareth Bale's got almost twice as many followers as Meza Ozil. Really? I know. For someone with no personality, that <laughs> is astounding. Golf fans. So, yeah, I think uh, the Real Madrid Galactico factor. Has probably contributed to, yeah. to that as well. Yeah, true. Also, uh, pretty universally, everyone in Wales loves Gareth Bale. You can't say the same for Germany and no. Ozil, can you? No, that's um, true. So it's not like he's he got divides a whole country opinion that. everywhere he goes. Yeah, Look, I'm not bashing Mesut Ozil. I I like the guy. Uh, I don't have a problem with the fact it's not his fault. Yeah, that the club are paying him that yeah, sort of yeah, money. Yeah. I do have a problem with his ambition. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't want to play football. Clearly, you're not getting any football at Arsenal. So, move on. Go win something somewhere. Yeah. You know, you only yeah. get one career. For goodness sake. Like, what What are you playing at? Yeah. Go get it, you know? Yeah, and for us, we've got that next step of actually trying to find a solid replacement for him. We, we had a question from at its... Let me just say this right. It's La Lou for real. <laughs> Better known to his friends as De Eagle, I think, on Twitter. He says, why is it difficult to get an all-round ball-playing playmaker since Ozil was long gone? I think basically what he's saying is we've not played with Ozil for a while. Why is it so hard to find a, a good replacement for him? A replacement for him. For him. Uh, well, because they cost money and we haven't got money. There you go. There's your answer. Well, hopefully the Cronkies are seeing this and going, you know what? Get us another release clause player like party yeah. where it's below market value and we'll give you the money every every now and then you're going to get a player like Saka out of the uh, Hale End Academy yeah like Jack Wilshire yeah he, he was a talent you know unfortunate injuries and and whatnot but and recently released by West Ham yeah as well um, it's funny because on the playmaker theme we said recently that we were linked with a couple of players Asimawa which obviously didn't didn't come off, um, but we've also been linked with Saeed Berra. Benrama. Benrama, thank you. I was going to say Benna. <laughs> what's, what's the guy who played for Stoke? Berahino, I was about to say Berahino, yeah. Oh, right. Benrama and also the um, uh, Buendia, um, who are, are two possible mm -hmm. uh, players that we've been linked with. 
Um, looks like Ben Rama is potentially going to West Ham. Um, who could we realistically look for in January to make that uh, that move for? You know, in terms of which player we could get to replace him, we we had a couple of people mentioned. Yeah. I don't know, it's a tricky one. I'm kind of pleased that uh, we're not in for Ben Rama, actually. A bit of a gamble. Um, and the fact that West Ham are buying him, I saw a comment on Twitter from at Trog56, I think it was. He All said, right. if if West Ham for him, are in for him, oh, yes. we best steer clear, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't agree more because there's... Their recruitment is terrible, really. Yeah. West Ham, you know. Um, I think apart from Callum Wilson, I quite like, but yeah, they, you know, that Jared Bowen looks quite good as well, actually. Albeit mm. again, it's that Championship to Premier League, and yeah. he's only done it for a few games. Uh, it's um, a big gamble, I think, picking someone from the the lower leagues. Yeah, it's not like he's been up and down, is it? The you know, yeah, and it, yeah. Well, we, we, we said on Twitter earlier today, funnily enough, that we are look likely to miss out on Ben Rama, which, as you said, you're quite happy about anyway. A couple of people had suggested, or prefer, Emi Buendia of Norwich anyway. Um, other name um, that was mentioned, this one's from... Uh, you guys love to have the hardest... <laughs> the Is hardest. it Dominic? Yeah, well, the, well yeah, I was going to say, these guys always have the hardest uh, Twitter handles. This is at right. kill. Okay, that wasn't so hard, actually. Uh, who's uh, also goes by the name of 2KS, no, or 2Ks, FIFA Reaper. I'm guessing he would have liked those points, but he didn't enter the competition, so unlucky, mate. He was saying Dominic uh, Zobazlai, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, is he from Leipzig? Yeah, I think so. Um, who I have heard that we've been linked with, and I think mm. he scored, he scored a goal over this international break with that where I saw one on, on YouTube <laughs> amazing free kick um, but anyone looks good on a YouTube comp I suppose people are sort of suggesting here he's not the first person to mention it and obviously Awar is still hot on people's lips because we were recently linked with him but I wonder whether we've missed the boat on him personally um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens really won't we but I, I think that's still an area of the pitch that we do need yeah, I do, to address but... To be honest, I can't see anything happening there. Yeah. Can you realistically? Uh, we've got to sell, sell, sell before we even think about bringing yeah. anyone else in. The squad's yeah. just too big. Yeah. The issue we've got is that, I think I mentioned before, when players have only got a year left of their contract, yeah. you go into that January transfer window with six months left, they can sign a pre-contract. Sure. So they're probably not going to move until the end of their contracts, which means you won't get rid of them in January. Um you know, players out on loan, fine. Again, it comes down to whether we're going to have the funds given to us or we've got the funds in our back pocket, which seems unlikely, um, to be able to go out and buy somebody before we sell. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. Right, I think we've uh, we've covered Mezzo and Co. sufficiently there. There is obviously an international break going on at the moment, uh, but we still like to do a bit of a, a watch on, on what's going on. Uh, so, playing for England this week, we've had Saka, made his international debut, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles has also played a few minutes as well, came on as a sub against, um, who was it okay? Who was it they played? Wales. Wales, thank you, yes, correct. Um, both played particularly well, I thought. 
Yeah. I don't know if you watched any of the, the uh, games. I watched, I did, I don't normally, but because Saka was involved, I thought I'd watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did all right. Grew into the game, A I little think. bit, sort of, I don't really want to see him that far back yeah. on the pitch. He's an attacking player. Mm. Uh, he, while he's versatile and can fill that position, I think Gareth's missed a trick there. Yeah. I think so too. Mm. Uh, he's listed him as a defender, I think, and um, he did have a chance to score, but uh, took a deflection, and Wayne Hennessy saved it. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. I but did. Yeah. The thing, the thing with internationals is, it's great when your players get that recognition that they're good enough to play for their country. But if you're an Arsenal fan first, mm. and an international fan of whatever team your your you know player represents second. You're always nervous of injuries, aren't you? You're always thinking, God, please come back without any, any injuries. And so there was a spell where pretty much every player at the club was an international and invariably a good percentage of them would come back picking up an injury. And then we went through this unsuccessful spell, didn't we, of not winning a lot as a club, which kind of meant our players didn't particularly get selected for internationals and it was quite good. And I wonder if now that we're on the turn towards yeah. great things again you know the, the likes of Saka and it, it was it was nice I think to see a couple of lads in, yeah. in the squad because yeah. uh, it has been a while I yeah. think since anyone was in I, I, I guess last or would it be Jack Wilshere was the last player f- to play for England um, yeah yeah maybe even Carl Jenkinson I think he got a he got <laughs> one one game that didn't he a long time ago <laughs> I think Zlatan ended his career. Didn't he? Was that that game like where he scored that overhead <laughs> kick from the halfway line or something? Something like that, yeah. Um, but no, look, good on them, and uh, you yeah. know, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm just hoping they come back. They've got one more game to play tomorrow, is it, or Wednesday? Um, England have, and then they're back. So let's hope they, um, you know, avoid any injuries and come back nice and fresh. The other player that's played for England this past week. But not for the England big uh, big squads, big squad, big boys. He's playing for the little children. Uh, playing for the under twenty ones was Eddie Nketiah. Um Amazing record. He scored his thirteenth goal for England under twenty ones, which put him joint level as the record scorer at that level. With do you know? I do know. Former Arsenal legend no. <laughs> Francis Jeffers. <laughs> yes. And it's Alan Shearer. And Alan Shearer, yeah, that's right. So, um, I guess... Well, he's at a crossroads, <laughs> isn't he, in his career? Do you want to be a fox he... in the box or a hand raiser? Yeah, which way is he going to go? Is he going to go the way of Francis Jeffers and plummet into obscurity? Or is he going to reach dizzy heights of goal-scoring prowess? Thoughts? Somewhere in between. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Yeah. yeah, he'll do a great job for, I don't know, Wolves or someone <laughs> two years' time. Yeah, do you think Do you think he's not cut out for Arsenal? Um, I do. I do think he's cut out for Arsenal. I don't think he's cut out for Arnold as, as a main, a main striker. Man, yeah. He's a come-off-the-bench-and-pass kind it? of guy. Especially when you've got Aubameyang. And yeah, that's the difficulty. Yeah. The players ahead of you, and what chances are you actually going to get to prove yourself? Um, but I always think it's nice to have a mix of strikers, you know. Mm. Spit, spit on him. But um, Olivier Giroud, he was a good target man. We don't really have that at the moment, you know? No. Um, 
I wouldn't be against us having someone like that as a plan B, but that wouldn't be my starting choice. Yeah, and I think sure. Nketiah is he's just clearly not a target man because he's he's small, but he is kind of that poacher, fox-in-the-box kind yeah, of player. So it, we have a, a necessity yeah. for that kind of player. He is Mark two or, or Mark one, depends how you look at the preference. Lacazette, we don't have a Mark two or Bamiyan unless you were to maybe put someone like Martinelli in that sort of category, you know, fast, good with your feet. We'll see. Yeah. Do you reckon he'll make it? I think he's just... It depends how long he wants to stick around and be in and around the team, starting some games, coming off the bench from for some, or whether he would rather go and play as, a, as the main man up front. Mm. I don't know where that would be. Maybe... This season, well, this season is definitely, I think, going to stay, and he'll have opportunities, and I'm sure he'll take a few and get maybe get into double figures. But yeah, and I mean, I guess next next season, he might have something to think about. Yeah, I guess there's two I'll things, likes him, and that's what I was going to say. I think there's two things with him. One, if he's wanted by the club, he'll stay, and Arteta does like the fact he's a nuisance. He does hound people down for the ball yeah. pressing from the front which is very Arteta football isn't it that's what he wants yeah. being controlled of the game I think the other thing is when a player loves Arsenal and has a connection with Arsenal almost getting them out the door is quite difficult so I don't know if he will actively want to leave if he is even in and around the team just, mm. just having 50% of the games that are available that he plays I don't know but time, time will tell on that one I guess but um, no that's fine let's look forward to uh you know there being no no injuries uh, on the back of the internationals, and let's pray to God he doesn't end up being a Franny Jeffers. That that one really didn't work out, did it? No. Um, why do you think that was? Let's just have a quick a quick trip down memory lane. Smashed him in at um, or rather tapped them in because he was that fox in the yeah, box yeah. at Everton. For Everton, did yeah. so well. Came to England. Came to England. to England. Came to Arsenal, and it just didn't uh, happen, did it? Too much pressure, eight million pounds. Maybe it just didn't suit the style of play. Yeah. At the time, it was quite fast-paced, very technical players. You know that we had Perez, uh, Burkamp, Henri, and he was second. He was always going to be second fiddle, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, but when he did play, he never really did enough, did he? No. I mean, you I think about I... it. That was a team that created lots of chances. Yeah. So yeah. How nothing... I guess because when he had a chance to play, it was sort of kind of with the reserve teams, wasn't it? In cup games and yeah. And I guess when he came on, it would have been pressure to right. I need to perform. I need to you know a player can do too much sometimes, can't mm. they? I need to make something happen. I need to score to prove that I'm good enough and that I, I can stay. Um, I don't know. Everton maybe he was a, a big fish in a small pond, and then he came to Arsenal, and that completely changed for him, and he was a bit lost, but. Um, yeah, long gone are those days anyway, so hopefully that, uh, that'll be a thing of the past. Uh, right, what else are we going to talk about? Should we look ahead to the City game? Uh, we can do. Quickly, I'd just like to touch on... Well, not t- that's a poor choice of words. <laughs> what are you going to say? Touch on the Arsenal women. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, that is a poor choice of words. Yeah, because we are a, you know Arsenal football club. We're, yes. We're a family. We are. And uh, we support... All of our teams, hopefully. Uh, if you don't follow Arsenal women, you should, because they're pretty good. 
They are very they good, are. actually, aren't they? They are the most successful English team in history. Yeah. I think they are, you know. Uh, um, currently, long... top of the league. Can't ask for more than that, can you? No. Four out of four. Plus 20 goal difference. Uh, Jill Roard, she just won player of the month. So, all's looking rosy. They just beat Brighton 5-0 at the weekend. Um, so, yeah. Happy days. Yeah, good for them. They won, was it 9-0? We touched on it very briefly the other week, wasn't it? Probably, yeah, I think they did win. I think they won 9-0. So, I have to confess, I don't... No, my knowledge of the Arsenal ladies team is yeah. very limited. That's all right. Because uh, I, I, I know quite a bit. Well, you want to touch them, apparently. So <laughs> no wonder you know so much about them. But, uh, no, that is that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Um, and hopefully when they play Spurs, they'll smash them because they've just signed... They did play Spurs. There you go. They played them in the FA Cup. And they've already beaten them. They beat them 4-0, I there think. There you go. Told you my, my, my knowledge was limited. Yeah, they signed, Spurs signed um, Alex, Alex... Morgan? Morgan, that's yes. it. From yeah. the American International. Yes. Um, she didn't play that game. She is, excuse the pun, but she's the pin-up girl of American football, isn't yeah. she? Um, quite pretty girl, isn't <laughs> She's but hey, you know, we're not here for that. We're not here for that yet. Um, so, City game. City game, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm thinking we're going to that quite confident. You know, on the back of beating them in the uh, the FA Cup. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've not looked at their best, have they? And we could take advantage of the fact that both strikers are out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aguero I think he's still out injured it may have just come back to training but it might be a bit too soon for him to start yeah uh, Gabriel Jesus he's, he's out still so I think they started a game last weekend with no strikers I think they had Mares sort of playing as a false nine yeah uh, he's, which he's just not cut out for so you know who knows we could get a result we could I mean in the last game that we played which was at the uh, at Wembley wasn't it for the, yeah. was it the semi-finals it was wasn't it that we beat them in the FA Cup we did well but um, I've got a, a little stat here you know I love my stats Manchester yeah. City are unbeaten in their last nine Premier League meetings with Arsenal they've won seven drew two um, since 2015 well you know what they say about records Angelo what's that my friend they're made to be broken do you know what I mean then we'll be record breakers Exactly. And there's probably a little song for that. So, um, I said it before though, and I probably sound like a broken record, all of these stats don't mean shit because, you know, the team from 2015, 2016, 2017, they've all been and gone. So, you know, this is about 2020, the team that we've got now versus the the team they've got. Um, I think City are so there for the taking, you know? Uh, I'm probably going to regret saying this this time next week when we're recording but I just think their defence is a bit all over the place um, and as you say they're struggling up top which is not something you would normally say about um, about Man City uh, I don't know I kind of feel like they're just they're not the force that they were a few seasons ago and with that I don't think we will approach them with the same fear as we, we would have two or three seasons ago yeah you know the fact that we've got a clear game plan now the fact that we've got a manager that used to work for them probably gives people a bit of confidence anyway and I think the fact that we have um, as I say beat, beating them 
in recent months. I think we're going to that game completely full of confidence. We're one of the form teams, aren't we? Yeah. Um, in terms of a starting eleven, I guess we have to wait and see who comes back from internationals with or without any form of injuries. But mm. it's looking you, good, isn't it? I think. In terms of what injury yeah, watch at the minute, yeah. um, there is question marks over Kieran Tierney yes. as to whether he's having to isolate, to, or yeah, not. isolate um, and stay in quarantine. He tested negative. Um, if people don't know, so he went away with Scotland, and the one of the guys he, he was rooming with, I think it is, he, yeah. he got he posted he tested, tested positive for coronavirus. Um, but the other two lads that he was sharing with tested negative. Mm. One, one was Kieran Tierney, so hopefully he'll be all right to play. Um, I can't see why. He shouldn't if he takes a test and it's negative. Well, he's taken a couple of tests. I think he took one with Arsenal and two with Scotland and they came back negative. But just because he's been in close proximity mm. with this player that they're making him go into isolation, Arsenal don't agree with it. And I thought I read somewhere that we were even getting, yeah, if it's the Premier League or lawyers or somebody involved of, you know, another, um, a third party, if you like, to try and intervene and, and add a bit of sense to this situation. Obviously, um, you've got to take precautions with the current climate, but if it's a negative test, it's a negative test, you know? Mm. Uh, and also without him, I think we'll be uh, a weaker side. So, um, uh, where are we going? Here we go. So, we've got a, a question from uh, on, tw- hello, on Twitter from Son Goku San, who is at Me one He says, when are the players returning from the international duties? Plus, how is the KT issue going? Hope he'll be able to play against City. And, yeah, we totally agree. I believe they, the, the last games are on Wednesday, which gives them sufficient time to get back from wherever they are around the world. With that in mind, we're playing on Saturday, so a very short window to, to turn around and, and come back. For those that have gone a bit further afield, and I guess in particular, Thomas Partey, Mm. You've got two assists today, by the way, against Qatar. I did. I saw one of them. Mm. Lovely little uh, ball over the top. Yes. Yeah. I bet uh, the likes the of Pepe. And, yeah, the, the likes of Pepe and Orba thinking, I can run onto those. Um, but the real question is, do you think he will start against uh, City? Or do you think he's not had any time with the Arsenal team to learn the setup, learn what we need to do? Or like... Um, was it last week we got a question? Or it might even have been this week. Um, I think it was last week. But on Thomas' party where it was very much, look, you're good enough. You should have almost zero time to to adapt to the Prem and get on with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any doubts that he's going to adapt um, and fit in really well. Uh, maybe this is this game is probably a little bit too soon. But, Yeah. The game after, sure. Because that's... Um, Sheffield United? No, Leicester City. Leicester, yeah. We, we mentioned last week a massive run of horrible yeah, games coming Yeah, I, I can see him playing that game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, good. Uh, just going back to KT, Partyholic, who is at Partyholic. Look, keeps it nice and simple. I like that. They're both the same. He says, bearing in mind that Liverpool players didn't have to self-isolate with Thiago... What are your thoughts on KT having to self-isolate considering he's tested negative multiple times? 
obviously we've just touched on that, but that is a good point about the Thiago situation. That yeah, he actually had COVID. He tested positive, didn't he? Mm. Um, but didn't have to isolate. So it's weird how these rules get made up. Um, right? Shall we? Anything else you want to cover? Just before we go on to question time. Uh, well, did you want to talk about the books? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, we haven't read them yet, but. <laughs> Talk, so, well, go for just, it. Just to point out, so yeah, obviously Wenger's got his book coming out tomorrow, I believe. Is it? I believe so. Yeah, and apparently it's not as interesting and spicy as uh, as we might have hoped. Um, yes, I have heard that. The other person that's got a book out is, of course, Lord Bentner. Yeah, um, which is the opposite. Apparently, yeah. it's quite an honest and open account of his footballing career yes um, he's had his ups and downs um, so yeah I might I might have a read of that yeah I might do the same and actually are you big into audio books audio books no not so much I tend to read them yeah <laughs> if you're lazy like me right okay <laughs> actually if you like your podcasts audio books are way forward right. um, but the only reason I say that is apparently he's bringing it out as an audio book and it will be narrated by Arsene, Arsene Wenger himself yeah mm. so that you know that's a bit if more. you're having trouble sleeping, <laughs> I bet those French dulcet tones lure you to 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 la yeah, la la land. But, uh, um, I, I just find that with Wenger, it's one of those you almost don't need him to audio read it to you because whenever you read something, you can't help but yeah, hear it in your head anyway. Yeah. Um, Le, uh, yes, yes, yeah. we played a little have, bit. Have you read example. many footballers' books? Um, Sorry, it's my oh, turn. It's not, my not, turn to get not. a beer now. Uh, do you know what? Actually, I, what I tend to do when I read, and I don't do a lot of reading, I won't lie, is um, I tend to read autobiographies. I find them interesting. Right. I, I'm not a fan of fiction, mm. um, you know, made up stuff like Tottenham Hotspur. So uh, <laughs> I am trying to think whose books have I read. I've read Ray Parler's book. Oh, I bet that's good. I've which not is read that. funny. Uh, and I've also read Paul Merson's book, right. How Not to Be a Professional Footballer. Yeah. That's very good. Um, who else? I haven't read a book for a long time, but yeah, I would have read, I would have read, um, yeah. Footballer's book. That tends to be my go to sports, oh, right. okay. sportsman. Yeah. What about you? Any, yeah. any you can recommend? Uh, I've read a few. I've read Wrighties. That's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Love the guy. Yeah. Uh, Non-Arsenal related, but I have read Gazers, which is really, really good. Um, I recommend that. And another one, which is a little bit random, is a book called Kaiser. Now, I know what you're thinking. Must be about a German footballer. It's not. Oh. You surprised me, Diddley. Yeah, I know. This Brazilian guy in the 80s, honestly, this story is unbelievable. Jeff. He he basically had a career, but never played a game of football. Sounds like, sounds like the guy that played for Chelsea, but didn't play for Chelsea. And he's, he's been there like 10 years or something. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Lucas, <laughs> the one that keeps going out on loan. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit like that. I mean, this is crazy. In the 80s, I mean, he played, his name was Carlos Henrique Raposo. And he was a striker. Fan of the show. Fan of the show. Yeah. <laughs> he was a striker, but he managed to play for quite big clubs as well in Brazil. Botafogo, Flamengo, yeah, yeah. Fluminense, Vasco da Gama. Uh, Those are big names, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just, as soon as he got 
to the club so he didn't get found out that he was a bad footballer he'd just like fake an injury or do something mental and get suspended honestly you have to read it to believe it it's Jeez. unbelievable it's went good. on for like years and years yeah you wouldn't get away with that in this day and age oh, would no, you because obviously with all the medical science available people would soon suss out there's nothing wrong with you would there and what he did I mean he was basically a con man really um <laughs> He, We've mentioned Mesut Ozil enough on this podcast. <laughs> he he managed to get together like a video compilation of someone else scoring loads of goals that he looked like, and because it was so grainy back, like, uh, yeah, you know, they, they they were like, oh wow, yeah, yeah, this guy's good. Let's give him a contract. And then as soon as it came to playing, he just no, amazing. Just, and then what? He got to the end of his career and thought. I'm going to tell everyone the truth. Yeah, I'll write a book yeah, on this. Yeah. A little bit like Nick just bent there. Yeah. That sounds very good, mate. Yeah, right. cool, so what's the book called, do you know? Kaiser. Oh, sorry, you said Kaiser. Yes, yeah. yes, you're right. Just thinking, actually, of course, two other books I've read. One was, indeed, Mezozos. Oh, right. I brought a book out last year, I think it was. And the other one I've read was uh, Stillness and Speed. Or Speed and Stillness, one of them. Dennis Burkamp. Yeah, you know. which is very good, too. So... Um, Oh, you are well read. I am well read. I just got a bad memory. I forgot I'd read, read, read all these, yeah. One more question. Oh, go on. From the current squad, who do you think would uh, make a good read in oh, the future? That's a good question. The current squad. What? Do you need to look at. Uh, no, no. I, I, I've actually instantly thought of somebody that would be. Not Mesut Ozil. No, he's already got a book out. I told you I've read it. Uh, can I go for a couple? Yeah, sure. I think Granite Xhaka's will be good by the end of his career. Yeah. He's had a very up and down career and I think, you know, started well as a youngster, got the big move to Arsenal, having gone via um, Borussia Mönchengladbach. And then obviously it kind of fell apart a bit for a period at Arsenal. Yeah. And he's on the up again. So I think there's a nice little story there of um, maybe how to overcome adversity and... You know, by the end of his career, hopefully he'll look back and say, I've won seven FA Cups with Arsenal, <laughs> made it into the top four once or something. Um, so I think his, I generally think his would be quite a good one. Yeah. I think the other one, just for the comedy, <laughs> would be David Lewis. Yeah, I was thinking maybe David Lewis. I do think his would be quite quite comical. Yeah. Uh, you? Uh, well, it's got to be Matt Macy. <laughs> That guy. <laughs> no. Um, you say that, he might be life and soul of the party. Yeah, he might be, yeah. Um, Hector Bellerin, I think, would be quite yeah. a good one. Yeah. You know. Uh, Fashion of veganism, which is fine, but there's a different perspective on football. Though. On life, on football, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm into, like, fashion and other stuff that he's into, so it might be interesting. <laughs> Plastic. Uh, there's not many, there's not enough characters, is it? Alright, so let's change this then. Any previous uh, Arsenal player, but not someone whose book you have read. Alright, oh, that is a tricky one. I've got a couple I already think of straight away. Glenn Helder. <laughs> he is friend of the show. He is friend of the show, Glenn. Loves us on Twitter. Thanks, mate. Um. um Go on, if you've got... Right, I've got two. Right, Lucas go Podolski. Yeah, right, yeah. He's like, he is a wind-up merchant, apparently, and just a bit of a joker. Great guy. Um, 
And who was the other one I just thought of? And I've just lost my train of thought. Bollocks, I hate it when that happens. Uh, oh, and Andrea Chavin. I think his would be quite funny too. Because um, yeah, he's quite random. The little Russian. I am Guna. Oh, our previous... Maybe Frimpong? <laughs> yeah. Jack Wilson. I mean, I wonder what his would be called. Dench. Dench. Uh, yeah, Jack Wilshire. Probably quite a sad one, actually. Yeah. But yeah. Would be, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, any others? What's some of the old 80s boys? Oh, they've all released one, haven't they? Yeah, really? yeah, that's true. Perry Groves' one is supposed to be quite good. Yeah. i tell you who is hilarious. I've heard on one of the podcasts before. Graham Stack. Yeah. Do you remember Graham is, Stack? Yeah, he's got some stories. He has. So for those of you that don't know, Graham Stack was like... I don't even know if he was a second choice. Was he third choice most of the time, goalkeeper mm. uh, for Arsenal in the? Early, <laughs> he was in the invincible squad. He was early nineties, and he, he was with Arsenal. That was early nineties, mid nineties, probably. But he was with Arsenal for a long time. Mm. Spent many a year on loan at various places. But if you get a chance to check out him on any other podcasts, don't because this is the only podcast for you. But feel free to look him up on YouTube <laughs> instead. Um, right, that's books. Just so you know that we are quite literate from time to time let's do some listener questions because we've had quite a few this week we'll see how many we can rattle through because you know I feel, I feel like we should we should give a bit of love back to the, the listeners right first one is Mohit Godbowl who is at Mohit Godbowl 24 oh I love it there's 23 of them already apparently yeah hey 24 what are you going to do um, with Ozil out of the squad uh, will we see more of Emil Smith Rowe in the number 10 at least in cup games he has always expressed his will to play in that role had rave reviews at Huddersfield last season yeah uh, and actually did pretty well with us as well oh, you know when a player sorry to interrupt you yeah I hadn't started but uh, I can say to you ago you know you, you see players that played for certain teams yeah. over the years and then you go god I forgot about that I completely forgot I don't know Yakubu played for Portsmouth or something. Right, right? Yeah. I forgot like uh Emma Smith Rowe went on, on loan, didn't he? Did he go on loan to Leipzig? Pretty certain he did, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure I saw that the other day and thought, forgot about that. And I question he definitely it. went to Germany. Yeah, I'm not was, sure I'm, what team it I'm was. I'm pretty certain it was Leipzig, you know. Mm. I'm gonna look at that whilst you answer the question. Will we see more of him? Will we see more? Um can I answer that question after the sixteenth? Of okay. October, do you because think there's uh, a chance he will go out. Then? I do think there's a chance he will go out on loan. Um, if he doesn't, then yeah, I think we will see him. He, he, he looked when he sort of broke into the Arsenal team. He did play a lot of games in the Europa League, mm. didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and the memory sent him out. I guess. Yeah. Yes, it was Leipzig, but he went had with cracking three games there before he came back. Three so. games, wow. Big, uh, big impact, but he, he he is one that can definitely be yeah, you know, could take take his opportunity. But also, on the flip side, he could do he would benefit from playing week in week out. I think in the championship. Yeah, yeah. All right, remains to be seen. There, we'll answer that again after the sixteenth, because uh, as we said, that's the deadline for being able to trade with lower league teams yeah. I think if he stays he will play he will play some games yeah some games and I hope so alright next one is Canon Chatter who is at Canon Chatter 
Uh, he says, gents, keep up the good work. Thank you. So kind. And do go follow him on Twitter. Great account. Lots of Arsenal stuff on there. Um, what is your opinion on our squad depth now? Do you think we are better equipped to deal with a long season or do you think we are still some way short? Yeah, I think if you could take three centre-backs out of the equation and add maybe a midfielder or two and a forward to that, we'd probably have the right balance. I think it's not quite there yet. Yeah, I think we've got the numbers but not the quality. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to agree with that. Yeah. Okay, I agree too. Thanks, Canon Chatter. Um, and thank you for your... Your nice words. Sorry, I've yeah. got lots of trend of thought there. Okay, uh, next one is from Vishwar. He's A R Vizwar. That's hard to say. Uh, would we would we make any more signings from a championship side? We've obviously touched on the uh, Emi Buendia and um, side Benrama yeah. links. I don't know that we've been linked with anyone in, but obviously we've had a few links out. Yeah. And I think if we're going to do anything, my personal opinion is that is the direction of transfer I just think uh, they're quite overpriced um, championship players because they're you know sort of a lot of them possibly homegrown players Mm -hmm. uh, bar you know those two that you just mentioned yeah Um, yeah they do command quite high fees for relative sort of experience Mm. inexperience really I suppose you look at uh, Everton spent 20 million on a centre back that's had one season in yeah. the Prem. Who else has come up there? Um, Norwich again, full back, went for 15 million to, yeah. to Newcastle, yeah. I think. Yeah. Are we going to spend that sort of money to bring someone in? I mean, we have, you could argue, in the likes of Callum Chambers, who was 16. Granted, he was already in the Prem team in Southampton, but he was really a championship player that we, we bought. Holding was probably the last one. Yeah. From Bolton. Two, two mil. million. But that's back when they were a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, I think to answer that question, no is the answer. I can't yeah, see it. Yeah, I can't bring see Bringing anyone in. Going out, I mean, you've obviously mentioned Saliba was likely, but doesn't look likely now. I mean, Edu did say that they weren't, you know, they were still open to, to business. Mm. So... You never so, know, but I doubt it. Okay. Um, Gunners G, who is at whisk underscore G, uh, coming to the EPL, the English Premier League, knows, uh, and making an impact instantly is usually a challenge not many players achieve. But there's a few that got through instantaneously, not mentioning one. Uh, what would your words of advice, encouragement, be to our new signing, Thomas Partu? So Thomas Partey walked through the door. Oh, uh, just doing a podcast here, lads. Yeah, uh, I've just joined Arsenal. Oh, yeah, we saw. Nice video. Uh, any words of advice? What would you say to him, Dudley? Uh, I would say you have you have got all the experience you need to fit into this team. Just go out there and show what you can do. I don't think there's much more to say to. To him, I like. I do think he's that good. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully I'm not wrong, but you could say to him, "Look at my five for side indoor football compilation and just see what I I get up to and follow that, or keep up the good work." Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'd be the same. Just 
get comfortable with the players around you. Because I think when you know the Arsenal squad looks like a fantastic environment to be around at the moment. Everyone's happy. Everyone's on a high from last season. Started this season well. Just integrate yourself with those players uh, and listen to Arteta because I think he's a tactical genius and everyone seems to sort of sing really highly of him. So just follow his instruction and carry it out. But a large part of football is instinct, isn't it? You know, it's it's. It's been in the right place at the right time, but it's playing with the ability and and, and the brain to do it. Isn't yeah, it? So. and sometimes we've had players in the past that, you know, when they when they f- have to make a decision. Except the, Theo Walcott, if you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly who I was thinking of. Yeah. Theo Walcott, you know, too much time was too much time was just yeah. When he, but when he was on instinct and it was all snap quick. Stuff, yeah, he was he was decent. Yeah, good old Theo. He's gone back to Southampton. He has, which ties in nicely with our next uh, question, which is from Declan Onyx, who is at D E G Baculum. I'm gonna go with that. He says, "Any transfer news?" Well, there's your transfer news. <laughs> Nothing Arsenal related. Theo Walcott's gone home. Um, I do. I, I feel sorry for the likes of Thomas Party and. Um, Whoever else we brought in. <laughs> William, Gabriel, my well, Yeah, yeah, William, Gabriel, yeah. I do feel sorry for those guys because it, it must be a great feeling to sign for a club, to step out on that pitch and... It'd be silent. No, well, that's what <laughs> I mean, yeah. To get that, to not have that re- reception from the fans, it's, it's disappointing. Yeah. I feel for them a bit. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. They're missing out on that opportunity. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do. I was thinking this the other day, actually, when uh, the announcer reads out games. Uh, sorry, reads out the players at the uh, at the games. You know, and it's such and such a player, yay, and whatever. And then you get to like a fan favorite, and everyone goes crazy for them, don't they? I think everyone's going to get that reception when their names are read out at the the first game, where everyone's yeah. actually back at the stadium. And, so, the, and the other thing is like for the fans as well, missing out on seeing seeing the players. Mm. You can watch all the telly you want, but you, you you can't quite picture or see how good a player is mm. until you've seen them playing live. Yeah, like in the in the stadium on yeah, the pitch. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's different, isn't it? Yeah, it's completely different. You can see what they do off the ball a lot more and and stuff like yeah. that. So I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, one thing we've not spoken about, but just touching on what you said there with fans and watching mm. on telly. Obviously, the Premier League have announced they're charging £15 or £14.99, yeah. a game, mm. a game to stream a football match. Mm-hmm. That's on top of BT Sport fees, on top of Sky Sports, on top of you might have a season ticket. or what. Unbelievable, don't you think? Yeah, it's scandalous, really. 15 quid, And then they wonder why people are... Looking at legal streams and stuff. And it's, that's that. That's a box office price. Yeah. You know, once every three to six months. You know, when you're paying boxing or yeah, something. heavyweight yeah. fight. You know, it's a title fight. It's a big thing. But every week to watch a, mm. a football match, eat a dick. <laughs> to quote our good friend Jigs, Jigs from at Jigs. Views and reviews podcast. Go check him yeah, out. Go check that out, man. If you like explicit foul language, talking yeah, about the random guy stuff, every second. <laughs> um, right. 
Love you, Jigs. Love you, Jigs. A few more questions. Friend of the show, at Schmighty00. Hi, day one baby. Cool, day one baby. He's been with us from the off. He says, now that we have party, what is your starting 11 for league and also cup games? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you've got your squad. Yeah. In the interest of time, Paul, we're going to do a combined just favourite 11 if you want. Yeah. And I suspect we might have a very similar team. So I'll let you, I'll let you do the honours and I'll probably say yeah, me too. Okay, goalkeeper, Burn Leno. Oh, not Matt Macy. I'm afraid not. No. Okay, sorry Matt. Yeah, Burn Leno, number one. He's too busy writing his book. <laughs> uh, right back. Uh, formation, I think, is... Four at the back. Yeah, me too. Now that we've got party, now we that we've got that. party. So right back, Hector Bellerin. Yep. for me. Yeah. Left back, Kieran Tierney. Correct. Yeah. And then your two centre backs, I think, probably going to be Gabriel and David Luiz. Correct. Same for me. Um, midfielders. So what are you doing in midfield? Hmm. What formation are you going with? Well, probably. Shaka, yeah, Party, yeah, and Ceballos, yeah. So Shaka and Party. Do you think all three of those will play? Yeah, I do because I think. Yeah, go on. Well, I think you'll have two holding midfielders in Shaka and Party, but Party with the the license to go forward a bit Mm -hmm. more, and I think Ceballos is actually going to play that attacking midfield. Oh, you think it'd be further forward? Yeah, I really do. See, if not Ceballos, I think, or, you know, Ceballos instead of Shaka, maybe, because, you know, Shaka's been left out the last couple of games, hasn't he? Mm. The, but, he but he has balance. Because he, he does. In a, in a, in a yeah. four across midfield or two sitting. I just wonder whether Saka, in that number eight role, has a, lot, a bit more creativity. Yeah, yeah, possibly. So that could be a formation yeah. you might see, a lineup, you know, Saka. Party and either or Sabayas or Shaka, mm-hmm. I think. That, yeah. That's exciting. No, we've got options now. It's nice. We, it's we nice, needed yeah. to bring someone in to give us that. Well, we knew the thought Saka would play there as well. Because really, he was left back or left wing, mm. not almost that left centre mid ish player, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. So, who would be your ideal three then? You're starting a game tomorrow against Liverpool. Or Man City. Let's go Man City. We'll play them at the weekend. Who's who's your three? I think I would go Sabayas, Party, and Saka. Okay. As a three, or as a two, and then a one above him. Yeah, a two and a one. Yeah. Okay. So that's four three. So you got another three to choose from. Aubameyang down the middle. Okay. For me, anyway. and for me, I would. I said yeah. that previously, but after seeing what happens at Sheffield United in the second half with Pepe coming on, yeah, for Nketiah and Aubameyang moving to the middle, Willian going to the left, which is what I, I would pick. Yeah. I would pick Willian on the left, Pepe on the right. Same, because they both love to cut in and shoot. Yeah, and I think. You can have all the structure and get like all these disciplined players in. You know, you want them to work hard, etc. But I think up front, you have to have players that are a little bit unpredictable, mm-hmm. that do things that you don't expect. 
in order to create the chances yeah. and get the shots on goal, which is where we are lacking. Like, seriously. Don't you think? I do. And I think the thing I, I love about William and Pepe is that they can switch yeah. wings. And they did that in the game. Yeah. They switched wings. And that causes confusion for defenders. Yeah. Both your left back and right back, but also your left centre back and right centre back and playing against the four because they'll often double up on. A couple of times they doubled up, didn't yeah, they? And, yeah. and like the defender was just bamboozled. Yeah. But, and, and again, nice having that option. It's nice not having you know, a left winger that can only play left wing or a right winger that can only play right wing. And I think both of those can bring goals. I mean, you, you saw with. Um, uh, Pepe against Sheffield United, the goal he scored. I, I, that's that is reminiscent of his days at Lille. Um, so hopefully we'll see more of that. And and William, you know, loves cutting in and taking a shot. And he's actually got a pretty good goal record, is not he? So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see how things go. And hopefully, yeah, that with that midfield is is uh, up in the air. It's hard to sort of predict. I think yeah. at the minute, yeah. who who's going to go in there? I mean. El Nene as well, <laughs> you know the the Cairo Cruz. I saw someone refer oh, to really? him as yeah. You know. I would buy his book. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I don't think. <laughs> no offense, mate. Um, okay, thanks for that. And then let's squeeze one more in. Uh, do you think Orba will miss the City game? I've no reason to believe he would. Is no. he injured? Or I've not seen otherwise. Just because he's tired. No, sorry. No can do, amigo. And do you know what? I didn't even say who that was from, which is which is awful because they made the effort to um, to contact us. That tweet was from AFC Colony. Who? Guess what his Twitter account is? Is it at AFC Colony? You've got it right. Oh. Go follow him. All these lovely people. Uh, also, just want to give a really big shout out to. Um, uh, another guy on Twitter, most of you probably know him already because he's quite well known in the social media world, uh, is of course Mems, who is at Der Chiga. Um, uh, big thanks to him because he helped uh, promote our competition this week, which of course we have now chosen a winner for. Thank you, Mems. Thank you, Mems. Muchos appreciated. Um, right, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because we've been going for an hour and 15. I sense these people are probably sick to death of us. Yeah, have we really? We have, yeah, we have. Wow. Covered a lot, considering we've not had any football to talk about. Uh, if you're still with us, thanks very much. Next week, normal service will resume. As we say, we've got City. Yep, so uh, we've got that to talk about. We've got that to talk about, and obviously we'll look ahead to uh, the Leicester game after that as well. Um, Predictions? Yeah, let's, let's, let's throw in a quick prediction. What we're going for a City game. Mm-hmm. Uh, remind me, is this home or away? Uh, we've got it written down there somewhere. I can't even remember. I think we're away. I think we might be away. Oh, they're saying that. I'm not even sure home and away actually means anything these days because uh, it's away, yeah. It is away, yeah. Saturday, Thank 3 you. o'clock. Correct. GMT. 5.30. Oh, has it been moved? It's been moved. Oh. Um, if you're interested in Sky, <laughs> Sky Pet Odds, um, we're six to one to get up uh, to get the result. All oh, right, that's quite a good odds, I think. That's yeah, not too bad. Six we're to fine. one yeah, against the tenner. Yeah, against a, an injured city. I'll take that. Um, what do I think is going to happen? I actually think this might be. I'm going to go for a one-all draw. I'm going to go for a two-one win. Good. I hope you're right. Positive. And I'm wrong. 
I hope you're right and I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Well, I've got to look forward to. Yeah, okay. Anything else you want to get off your chest? No, wrap it up. Okay, let's wrap it up. Um, do us a favour. If you listen to this on Apple, please leave us a review. Uh, we've had lots of five-star ratings, which is fantastic. But, you know, just, just, just go on there. Even if you're not on Apple, ask someone, yeah. <laughs> ask someone else to do it for us. Uh, let's, let's bribe them, shall we? If the first person to leave a review on Apple for us... Yeah, it gets... A prize. Okay. Of some sort. Are you big into footballers' books? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got a brand new copy of Matt Macy's autobiography. My life is third choice. <laughs> yeah, no, do that. First person to do it is going to get a prize. So uh, it could be you. It could be you. Okay, until next week, um, as I said before, do make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at... Blast, Blast Arsenal, Arsenal Pods and also on YouTube just search for Blast from the Arsenal um, I've been Angelo thank you and Diddly Did- oh well, there you go we've just got Siri going crazy about football stuff bollocks to him right thanks very much thank you see you later Ciao. bye